0: What's up, everybody? It's Coach Theo at FMU Faith Fitness Farm Podcast, formerly known as the Christian Men's Health Show. You're getting content now from the FMU Church, mainly FMU Gym and the new Faith and Fitness Farm. So cool, amazing things happening. We're in the Heroes of Faith series where we're combining personal stories of real-life people, testimonies matter, your story matters, never forget that, and biblical people from the bible and their stories now we didn't get to capture the personal story from fmu Jim church this weekend one of our people who have an amazing story of really standing out and up and firm for god has a lot going on so she wasn't able to share but we will hopefully capture that soon today though i'll get right into it the biblical hero we're looking at is mary magdalene you probably heard her name there's a few marys in the bible though as you'll see We'll pick out her role, her perspective, really, and uh, relationship to Jesus. Looking at John 20, the story of the resurrection. So I love this for so many reasons. You're going to hear the story of the resurrection, which is really what our faith clings to. Never forget that. And through this story, you're going to see some cool things about Mary, why we can learn from her role and how she was changed by Jesus but then you're going to see five things that you didn't know about the disciples. And it's so cool how when you study the Word, I've told people about the resurrection. I've actually shared messages in front of groups about the resurrection, but not never from this perspective. And this is why I love studying the Word. The more you do it, the more you understand context, there's always different ways to look at it and different things to learn. And as I was studying for this message this past Sunday, I saw some things about the disciples that really stood out to me. It's an encouragement motivation, but mostly a challenge to us men. So I'm gonna have you think about these things with me and how they hit me and let's see what the Holy Spirit does with these takeaways. But can I first tell you can I first tell you that uh, when we talk about biblical heroes, let's remember that the goal is not to be an example of them but to let them teach us how to be an example of Jesus. Because through Mary's story, what we see is that regard, you know, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our environment, uh, we are part of God's story and um, can be used by Him. So she was changed by Jesus, Jesus used her, the Bible uses her to teach us a lot of things and point back to ultimately Jesus and how the same thing happens in our life. When we look closer, towards Jesus, when we listen attentively and we run relentlessly towards the cross, the empty tomb, and who He is in our life, uh, we will be used by Him. Okay, so just remember that. Uh, Let me tell you this story. John 20, Mary Magdalene. Basically, she approaches that tomb early in the morning, and she notices that the stone is rolled away. Now, John tells us that she did not go into the tomb. She just starts running back to tell the disciples, kind of in an emotional, frantic state. Other gospels will say that she did go into the tomb, and as she's running back, she goes to Peter and the other disciple. I'm in the ESV version of John 20. John is writing this story, and he calls himself the other disciple, all right? So remember that. She goes back to tell them what she witnesses, and In Luke's gospel, we see that they tell her it's nonsense. So she goes back and says, the stone is rolled away from the tomb. We don't know where they have laid him. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we see in Luke's gospel that Peter and John say, that's basically uh, nonsense. Don't forget that. Remember that. But Peter and John will run to the tomb together. John points out that he outruns Peter. How funny is that? He points that out. And they go in. John goes in, he doesn't look closely, Peter will go in and look closely, and he'll see the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus's head, lying, but folded up in a place by itself. And then the other disciple, who is John, um, he says he sees and he believes. And this is important because he's pointing out that he didn't really know exactly what was going on. None of these guys do. Remember, they don't know that Jesus for sure resurrects himself. So they're discovering the empty tomb, but they don't really understand exactly what's going on. And John is saying right here, he's admitting that um, he had some doubts and now his mind is saying, wow, this is all making sense. See, three days earlier at the last supper, Jesus says he's going to rise and he will not, uh, he will rise from the dead and he will not be in that, that tomb any longer. And now John's putting all these things together. He did not understand the scripture yet that he must rise from the dead. But now he believes. And then it says that the disciples go back to where they came from. They go back to their homes. Don't forget that, okay? Come on, man. What are you doing here? Mary stays, though. Mary stays, and she weeps. She stays on outside the tomb, and she sees angels. And she's weeping, and they ask her why she's weeping. And, you know, she's frantic. She's emotional. She doesn't understand what's going on, and she thinks they took the Lord, and she doesn't know where he is. Now, Now, Jesus will appear to her, but she doesn't fully see that it's Jesus. And Jesus says woman why are you weeping who are you seeking and she thinks he's a gardener and G uh, Jesus will say one word to her to finally help her see again and he'll say Mary then she turns around and says master because she recognizes clearly that it's him Jesus he says don't cling to me yet I haven't ascended to my father yet but go back and tell my disciples that I have seen the Lord and then that's what she does So before we go any further, that's the summary of the story. Let's just start breaking this apart and getting your brain to think and reflect on some questions about how her story and role applies to us and our relationship with Jesus and really the five things that we didn't know about men and learning from these disciples. We see witnessing women and we see touting disciples. Why does Mary run to the tomb, though? She's the first one in the early morning when it's still dark to get back to that tomb. She's so driven to get back there. Well, something has changed her so much, and that was Jesus. And if you look back in Luke 8, we see that Jesus casted out demons. We see in other scripture that women traveled with Jesus and actually provided for his ministry. In Luke 8, before we see that demons were casted out of Mary, the 12 were with Jesus, and they were walking with him, And then regarding Mary seven demons had gone out we see that they helped Jesus during his ministry in mark 15 these women had followed him and cared for his needs in Matthew 27 they ministered to him Mary was changed by Jesus she prepared spices for his body and this is why she's running to the tomb she prepared spices they rested on the sabbath in obedience to the commandment we see in luke 23 and now she's returning on early sunday morning the first day of the week to bring those spices why is she doing this though we did see we do see in the scripture that joseph has already uh, brought these spices and took care of the body 100 pounds of spices guys the linen wrap the body to put into that tomb in a special way why is she doing it sometimes when people die we don't know exactly what to do but we want to do something especially when we love them why does she love Jesus so much It's because she was changed demons were casted out there's many speculations about Mary Magdalene she comes from a town that was known for prostitutes Do we know for sure if she was one? No. Do we know for sure what demon she's dealing with? No. The Bible can be referring to right here just that she had this uh, like serious sin. The word also says infirmities, which could be just sicknesses, flagrant sins. Regardless, she has some stuff going on, right? Now, she probably has some resources because we see that she is providing for Jesus' ministry, taking care of him. But no matter what, something she's dealing with, is released Jesus changes her forgives her and redeems her and she doesn't forget this and she's forever changed and maybe that's why she's so driven to get back there have you ever woke up really early in the morning and you're so driven to start with Jesus could we be more like her when we remember how much he changes us the foundation of our service to Jesus in and others is the consciousness of of our of our redemption, she was so changed from her old ways that she was committed not to leave the one who saved her. Psalms one sixteen says that, "O oh Lord, truly I am your servant, because you have loosed me from my bonds, you have freed me from my chains." Basically, and because of that, oh, hear me, Lord, speak that I am now your servant. He has freed us from our chains. That's when we become so motivated to be His servant. And that's something that if we have an eternal perspective and always remember of our redemption hopefully we will stay motivated or run right towards him did you know that the last person at the cross uh, is Mary with a few women and there's only one guy there did you know this don't don't miss this John is the only disciple that is at the cross at the very end it's Mary and then Jesus mother Mary and then Mary, Sister Mary. So we actually see in Scripture at one point that there's three Marys together at the cross. Mary Magdalene is one of them. Why? Because she's forever changed. She's not going to leave him. Uh, And here she is, the first at the tomb. First at the tomb because she's so changed. Could you imagine if we had to stay uh, chained up to all the ways that we used to be? Could you imagine if all those bad thoughts we used to have, the terrible actions that we used to take, the bad things we used to do, if we had to hold that on to us and be chained to it for the rest of our life, could you imagine the torment and guilt we'd probably feel of who we used to be? But Jesus releases us from that. And let us just be so grateful like she is that we don't forget it. We don't forget our redemption. But sometimes if you don't know this, guys, when it comes to faith, sometimes you just have to look closer because you don't realize how he releases us from that. And if you haven't experienced yet, you have to look closer just like Mary does. So Mary stays at that tomb. We see that she does not leave. We see that she weeps. And we see that she has a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. Doesn't recognize him until he says one word, her name, Mary. And she has to look closer. Don't forget that as she was running back, Peter and John meet her. They don't really believe her. And they doubt. And then, even after they see the empty tomb, they leave and go back home. But Mary stays. Mary stays. Jesus says, Why are you weeping? And she looks a little bit closer after she listens and hears her name, Mary. And now she can see clearly, Master. She calls him Raboni, Master. Now I see that it's clearly you. I don't know where you are with your faith. I don't know if you believe, if you're open to it, if you're feeling strong. I don't know what's going on in your life. I know a lot of things are happening right now. People are in some tough situations with their value systems, decisions they have to make because they're being forced to do things like take a shot, and it just goes against what they believe. They might face decisions of losing their job, some people are standing up to run for school boards or committees or other groups to stand up for our children. I don't know what's going on in your life where maybe just you're just struggling with your faith. I just know that what we see here is Mary kept looking closer. And what a reflection for us to remember that Jesus is there. And sometimes we're in an emotional state and anxiety takes over and we can't see clearly. And we don't know what's going to happen. We can't see the next step. We don't understand if we're supposed to keep fighting, what decisions we're supposed to make. Regardless, though, regardless, I think there's a few things you see when you look closer. That there's going to be amazing opportunities that happen and God's going to use you. And you might not see it until you take the next step. That's usually what happens. But just trust that there's going to probably be amazing opportunities and Jesus is going to show up. And if anything, no matter what happens, he's there with you. That's the other thing. No matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, he's there. And you might not be able to see him, but you've got to calm down for a second and just see. You know so many stories of people who have gone through tragic situations, and they say they were so close, and that's when they felt the presence of Jesus even more. But it's sometimes hard, and you just got to stop, and you got to look closer. And I know this, that if you're struggling with faith, you're only going to know if you look closer. How are you going to know what it means to follow Jesus, how to experience him in your life, what it means to be released from your past if you don't look closer and understand him more? One of the ways to do it is you look closer at the evidence of the resurrection. That's why I love the story of the resurrection. Evidence, historical evidence, that Jesus is out of that tomb. It's a fact, historical fact, and our faith clings to that. I don't know if you know this, but those tombs were sealed. There were guards outside of Jesus' tomb. That's a two to three ton pound, or ton heavy uh, uh, stone that was sealed to that tomb. Those linen cloths are still there, we see, and the face cloth is folded up, significant. What we see is that Jesus left with composure, with care, to show that he is not coming back to that tomb. In Jewish tradition, if you were at a meal and you ate a meal that you did not like, you folded up that napkin, that face cloth, and you put it on the table nicely in a polite way to say you did not like that meal and you're not coming back. Some speculate that Jesus was sharing that same message that he left that tomb on his own. People didn't steal him. They didn't come in and take him in the middle of the night. He left that tomb on his own and he was making a statement that he's not coming back to that tomb. He is alive. The resurrection is not just an event. It's a person. He is alive and he's saying you can leave your tomb Whatever you're imprisoning yourself in right now, you can leave that and have life right now when you believe in Him. So you look at the evidence of the resurrection and that will start to confirm your faith even more. So all I'm saying is this, listen closely. Jesus is trying to call our name. And when we start to pay attention more and look closer and listen attentively more, we start to run towards Him more just like Mary did and eventually those disciples and we grow in our relationship and we understand more clearly who He is and what He wants for our life. And I'll say that He goes on to tell Mary, though, don't cling to me. Don't cling to me. Uh, I haven't ascended to the Father yet. Hold on a second. Don't get stuck on the visible and the physical stuff that's happening in this world right now. Hold on a second. You still have work to do. And uh, your first commission right now is to go back and tell the disciples that I have not Ascended to my Father yet, but I am ascending to my Father, your Father, and I'm ascending to my God and your God. How refreshing was that for her to hear at that moment? It's all happening, guys. And she runs back and she tells the disciples, It's all happening. Now, on the evening of that day, so Mary encounters Jesus in the morning, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the disciples are hiding. In fear of the Jews, Jesus comes in with so much grace and stands among them and says, peace be with you. And then catch this. He has to show them the physical wounds. He'll end up showing them his hands and his side where he was pierced. And the disciples were so glad they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them, again, peace be with you as my Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And then he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. And finally, joy takes over doubts start to leave. They get it. They finally get it. Jesus did what he said he was going to do. So where does he go? He sees Mary in the morning. He appears to the disciples at night. Well, he said, I am ascending to my Father. He tells her, hold on, don't cling. I'm ascending to my Father. Maybe that's where he goes to see the Father. And he comes back and he begins the process of breathing the Holy Spirit on them. So Here's what we can wrap up with. Here's what we can wrap up with. We see the story of Mary. She was so changed, and now she's used as a credible witness to the event that our faith clings to, the resurrection. Without the empty tomb, our faith is empty. That substance of the left behind linen cloths is the substance that validates that we're not left behind. But here's where I just want to flip the script. We see the story of Mary. Let's elevate her and and how we could be pointed to Jesus when we're changed and, and remember our redemption. But we also see the story of these men. What do they struggle with? Do you remember? They were not there. Only John was at the cross. Mary's the first one that runs to the tomb. Jesus appears to Mary first before anyone else. Those disciples doubt Mary. They don't fully understand what's happening. They go back to their homes. Then, um, they struggle with being fearful of being outcast and being afraid of the Jews. That Jesus has to come back and show them proof that they have to see his hands. They have to see the wounds. So, in case you missed the five things, men are not at the cross. They think that Mary's tale is a nonsense. They don't stay. They're hiding from the Jews and they need to see proof. <laughs> Man, what are we doing? What a challenge to me. Let me just say personally, what a challenge to me. Why are the women always the ones leading and standing up first? And I mean, I'm talking about me personally, maybe you're better than me, but my wife will be the one that isn't afraid to share her faith. She'll be the one that stands in that doctor's office and stands up to medical profession professionals when it comes to the choices we make for our kids and what we put inside our kids body and how we treat them she'll be the first one that writes an email to a school even though we have an amazing school if there's something that is in conflict to what the holy spirit is telling us why is she sometimes the first one that used to drag me to church who really pushes me to grow more in my faith all i'm saying is men look at what we see here we need women what would those men have done walking this earth without women helping them Along the way and what would we do without them and so let's just reflect on that we're so fortunate we got amazing women can we just please humble ourselves so that we continue to be proactive and take initiative remember I want this to be encouraging and motivating but also challenging I know you guys are amazing men but let us let us just work a little bit harder and learn from these dudes who struggle so much with showing up I just I just imagine like like what was going through their brain and even though they walked the earth with jesus and saw what he did that they still have a hard time they deny him they doubt him wow let's learn from these guys all right let's not hang back to see if things are going to happen first let's stay put and look a little bit closer and be more attentive and pursue jesus and run towards him relentlessly and i'll read what came to me from first peter 5 let's be shepherds of god's flock let's uh let's watch over them not because we have to but because we are willing let's be eager to serve let's cast our anxiety on him let's be alert and sober-minded let's resist the devil i look at first timothy let us be overseers and above reproach faithful to our wives self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not given to drunkenness not violent but gentle not quarrelsome not a lover of money And then I look at Jeremiah 17, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. A little bit further, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And so men, I go like this, we learn so much from the word and that's why I try to turn it on us. I do feel like men, we're supposed to be leading and our women lead and they do an amazing job but we're supposed to be leading and being right there with them that's just how it works i was just talking to a friend and i shared that in the italian culture we say the man is the head of the household but the woman is the neck and she turns the head anyway she wants look it doesn't work without each other that's why god said marriage is between a man and a woman he created us with special gifts on purpose women tend to sense things more They have that emotion to follow the Holy Spirit a little bit better, uh, but we can be used so much uh, if we stand with them, listen to them, and look what, again, is the power that Jesus gives those disciples when he appears to them that night, the power of the Holy Spirit. And what we have to remember is, again, that we all have the power of the Holy Spirit to do more for him, to do it even better, and that's how we conclude today amazing story of mary magdalene but also this takeaway of the doubting disciples let us all continue to remember to follow the holy spirit so that we can look closer to jesus remember being all of the redemption that he provides the resurrection that actually happens and the life that he gives us today because it's not about us but it starts with us and i don't know if you got something from today but if you did share it because chances are other people need to hear it stay tuned hopefully for the next personal story that we will capture it's amazing and if not we got a lot more coming soon god bless you guys have a fantastic day